Hello and welcome to Newsmakers on CHCH Podcast for this Friday, November the 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Louis Butko, and on today's show, we are continuing our look at the Ontario Liberal leadership race with candidate and member of Parliament Yasser Nakvi. Born and raised in Pakistan, Nakvi moved to Canada as a child after his father was imprisoned for leading a pro-democracy march and settled in Niagara Falls. A graduate of McMaster University, Nakvi would then attend the University of Ottawa Law School and was called to the bar in 2001. He was first elected as a member of provincial parliament in 2007 and served more than a decade as MPP, including as Ontario's attorney general excuse me, from 2016 to 2018. He then made the jump to federal politics and was elected in 2021 to represent Ottawa's centre and served as parliamentary secretary before resigning from that role to run for the Ontario Liberal leadership, which is where we find him now. And uh, Yasser, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. I want to start with the news of the week, actually. You and Nate Erskine-Smith yesterday holding a press conference uh, encouraging each other's voters to put the other number two. How did this all come about, this this plan here? Well, this is, uh, we've been uh, uh, living through a really competitive race in Ontario Liberal Party. There are four good people who are running um, in this leadership race, working extremely hard across the province in signing up new members, uh, and uh, building building support. And of course, in that process, we have gotten to know each other quite well. Uh, we have uh, re- realized where we, we are similar in our outlook and the kind of things that we want to accomplish within our party and for our province and where some of our differences may lie as well. And in that process, I've gotten to know Nate quite well and, and have realized that when it comes to how we bring principled, pragmatic liberal leadership the work we need to do to rebuild the Ontario Liberal Party, the manner in which we have to bring um, accountability, trust and ethics back at Queen's Park and also uh, liberal values that would improve the lives of people that we have a lot in, in common. And uh, I made the decision that uh, I will be marking uh, myself, of course, as the number first choice to become the leader of the party. But given that it's a rank ballot and we have to choose two, three, and four that I will be ranking Nate as my as my second choice. Um, we started having a conversation and, and uh, Nate feels the same way and, and we're letting uh, in a very collaborative and transparent manner, letting uh, all members of a party know and making that suggestion. Of course, it's their decision to, to mark the ballot as they wish, but I'm hoping that uh, people who are supporting me will choose me as their first choice and consider putting uh, Nate as their second. Well, I, a lot of people are looking at this and, you know, I, I don't think at any point in your release you mention any other candidate's name other than yours and, and Nader Smith's. But a lot of people are reading into this as an anyone but Bonnie, anyone but Crombie maneuver. Is, is that an accurate description of the move? Well, it's a, it's a look, it's we're living through a very democratic process this is the very first time the party is using one member, one vote uh, uh, system, which is really healthy. In fact, I worked really hard in making sure that uh, that uh, that's the process the party uh, pursues as opposed to the old convention way. In fact, back as early as back as uh, as 2019, uh, AGM that our party has held, I was advocating for a one-member vote system where all party uh, all writings are equal 
um, um, as well. Um, I think what it is, is is really sort of sharing where we have uh, alignment in terms of values and how we want to build a party forward. I'm going to work with everyone, uh, hopefully when I'm elected as the leader of the party, to make sure that we are all working uh, together. But given the competitive nature of this race, one thing is very clear. No one is winning this leadership on first ballot. There is bound to be uh, subsequent ballots will take place. And that's why the party is doing a ranked ballot system. And we want to make sure that people do uh, make their number two, three and four twice known so that this process can work out uh, is in its fullness. And by being transparent as to how we will be ranking, um, um, in my case, my second choice, I think, creates awareness about the ranked ballot and make sure that my, my supporters and, and others also exercise that option. Now, you, you mentioned the, the great relationship you have with the other three candidates, and I do want to get to, to Ms. Crombie's response to, to the move yesterday, and I, I believe we have a quote here from what she said. She told uh, Laura Stone from the Globe and Mail, she said, I, I know these two gentlemen spend a lot of time together on the federal liberal backbenches, and I guess it makes sense they'd want to support each other. She continued, based on what I've heard, this agreement between them seems vague and unclear, and wrapped it up with, most liberals don't want to be told how to vote. How would you respond to her criticism of the move? Well, first of all, I would say that I'm the most experienced candidate in this uh, in this race. I am the only one who has actually served in cabinet among all the leadership candidates. And I had the great honor of serving as the Minister of Labor in Ontario, as the Minister of Community Safety and Correctional Services, as the government house leader and as the attorney general uh, of our province. So my campaign is very much based on the experience that I have both at the provincial level and as at the, at, the, at the federal level, not to mention my lived experience as somebody who came to Ontario as a teenager from uh, from Pakistan and has have worked has has worked really, really hard to to build a successful life and the kind of possibilities and opportunities that I want to create for every everyone else. As I said, this is a competitive process and people will choose. People will decide as to how they want to want to vote. And that's exactly their democratic right. And I'm letting people know how I'm choosing to vote. I'm working very hard to win this leadership. I'm knocking on doors in all parts of the province. In fact, I'm the only leadership candidate who's knocking on the doors of Ontario Liberal members in, in every part of the province uh, and calling them personally to earn their support. And I'm confident that on December 2nd, uh, the party membership will elect me as the leader so that we can build a party and defeat Doug Ford in 2026. Now, you obviously have some lived experience with, with the party and the struggles that the party had in 2018. You know, we, we don't need to rehash you know, what happened there, but you're, you're moving forward as a, as a new party. Uh, how do you make the Liberal Party relevant again in 2026 in Ontario? I think that's a really good question. And I present a, a, a three-part plan to make that happen. Number one is uh, the, the job of a new leader and the job that I'm going to focus my time and attention on is transforming a party, by which I mean building a party in every part of the province. I want to make sure that the party has presence. We have riding associations that are active in all 124 ridings across the province, making sure that we're competitive in the next election in every region of the province. That will require a lot of hard work, work on the ground, building relationships, renewing relationships, the kind of work the, the candidates have been doing over almost a year now in this leadership. 
But that just helps build the foundation and we have to take it to the next level. The second thing that I am uh, very much committed to doing is, is championing practical solutions that will make people's lives easier to live. I'm in politics not to tell people how to live their lives. My purpose is to make their lives easier to live. People under Doug Ford are struggling in Ontario right now. They cannot find family doctors or nurses. They, kids are struggling in overcrowded classrooms. Special ki uh, Kids with special needs are unable to get access to special uh, uh, education in instructors. And not to mention the crisis of affordability where people are working two or three jobs and are unable to pay for rent or groceries. That is unacceptable and a party, a liberal party under my leadership will come up with practical solutions to these problems that will make people's lives easier to live. And lastly, and this is where party members come into, into play, um, they will elect a leader uh, that hopefully is reflective of Ontario. Um, as I said, you know, I'm an immigrant to Canada. I spoke very little English when I came. Um, both my parents were lawyers, but they were not able to practice law because their credentials were not recognized. They bought a motel in Niagara Falls, Ontario, which we lost in a recession and had to rebuild our lives. And we have worked extremely hard to build successful lives. Ontario's public health and education system was there. So my story is the story of Ontario. Um, and a lot of people see a reflection and I want to build a party that is mirror to our province. I want to bring leadership that is relatable to people um, and able to connect with them uh, and stand in stark contrast to Doug Ford uh, to prosecute him for his ethical failures and defeat him in 2026 so that we, we can improve the lives of Ontarians. We had Ted Shu on the show here yesterday talking about uh, you know his candidacy. Uh, he is the only one of uh, four of you that is currently serving at Queen's Park. Uh, why why doesn't that give him the advantage in this race? As somebody, I, I know you you served eleven years at Queen's Park yourself. You mentioned your credentials while you were there, but you did lose an election in twenty eighteen. Uh, Ted Shu is currently serving as a MPP. Why isn't he the right fit? Well, I, I think Ted is doing a Ted is doing a remarkable job, and he's an extremely intelligent person uh, who is a dedicated public servant. He is he has served at both federal level and now at the at the provincial level. In the end of the day, the 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 members of our party will decide who's the best possible leader. Um, uh, in my mind, if I'm the leader of our party, uh, Ted Chu will be, will be playing a very important role in rebuilding a party, in representing a party in the legislature, given that he's got a seat uh, there, uh, but also uh, helping me develop uh, policies and platform that will speak to Ontarians. I think Ted brings a really good understanding of complex policies, and uh, um, um, I'm of the view, and I've expressed that to Ted in, in our many conversations, that he will play a very important role if I am uh, privileged enough to be chosen as the leader of our party. Um, if, if you're not chosen the leader, I, you're an MP. How, how would you support the Ontario Liberal Party if, if you don't happen to win this election? I am very much committed to the success of Ontario Liberal Party. I want to play a very important role in the rebuilding of the Ontario Liberal Party. Ontario Liberal Party has been has been my family. Uh, I've been a member of the party since late 1980s, since I came to, to Canada. So that's running around 35 years. I have served in various different roles as a youth chair, as a as a president of a young liberals club, as a treasurer of a riding association, as an MPP, and even as a president 
of our of our party. So I have spent a lot of time um, in in helping build our party, working with uh, party volunteers across this this province. And so, no matter the outcome of this election, I am absolutely committed to helping working with our new leader. I'm working very hard to be the leader of the party, but if that's not the case, working with whoever the leader is to build the party, because I really do believe that Ontario Liberal Party is the only alternative to the corrupt and failing government of Doug Ford. Uh, you, you mentioned you know, your successes campaigning, how long you've been doing it. I, I'm sure even in this last five months, though, you've learned something. What have you taken away from this experience door to door, Northern Ontario? You mentioned all the ridings. What, what's something you've taken away from, from this experience? Well, Louis, two things I will say to you. First of all, uh, you know, I've I've uh, helped other people run for for leadership. And so I, I had some expectation as to what will happen in this journey. Uh, what I did not know how much I will love it, uh, because this is the first time I'm running myself as a, as a leader. This has been a remarkable journey for me, and I've loved every moment of it. Ontario is a big beautiful in a diverse province and the people of this province are just extraordinary um and so i've i've have developed a whole different appreciation of our province its diversity both in terms of its geography but uh, the people who make up uh, ontario and every region is so unique and so beautiful in its own right uh, but but also recognizing how much um um, I love people, uh, how much I am in politics to help people. And whenever I'm asked as to why I'm running, I always tell people is, is so that I can unleash the potential of Ontarians. Our best natural resource is our human resource, is our people. And we need to do everything in power that, uh, that everyone is successful, whether you are a newcomer who's, who just came to Ontario six months ago to build your new life, or a young person who's just finishing college or university uh, so that you can start your new life. I want to be the leader that allows people to grow and live their full potential in whatever way they want to do so. Yes, sir. I want to kind of put a hypothetical out there. December 2nd at the Toronto Metro Convention Centre, they announce you as the next Liberal leader. What happens December 3rd? What do you do there? <laughs> well, there's a lot of hard work uh, ahead of us um, uh, as soon as I become the leader of the party. My, my very first uh, thing would be to reach out to all my friends who have run in this leadership race. Uh, they are incredible people who have brought in a lot of uh, good passion and hard work in building a party i want to i want them every single one of them to be part of my team uh, because it will take more than one of us i've said this often and i will say it again uh, i'm the i'm going to be the kind of leader who will be an equal among equals uh, i want to make sure that all the leadership candidates the caucus members our riding associations all of them are part of a team that is going to transform the ontario liberal party and build a practical pragmatic platform uh, that is based on liberal values that will ensure that we defeat duck ford in 2026 and and so i will immediately start building that team, starting with my colleagues, my friends who are in this race, so they are, we are working in this uh, together. Yeah, sir, I really appreciate you making the time today. Best of luck in the, uh, the stretch run here of the campaign, and uh, hopefully we'll be connecting with you very soon.
Well, I look forward to next talking to you as the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. Thank you. Yes, sir, Nakvi. My thanks to him for joining me on today's show. And my thanks to you. And in the interest of full disclosure, uh, dear listener and dear viewer, you will notice we have had three of the Ontario Liberal leadership candidates on the show so far. We have reached out multiple times to the fourth, that being Bonnie Crombie. This is my open invitation to Miss Bonnie Crombie that you are more than welcome to join me here on the show via Skype, in person, uh, uh, I would love to hear from you and the, the people of Hamilton and our listeners and viewers, I'm sure, would love to hear from you as well. But in the meantime, if you missed any of the other previous interviews, just search Newsmakers or CHCH Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, or you can go to chch.com slash podcast. My thanks to Chantel for directing today's show. My thanks to you for listening or watching. From all of us here at CHCH, I'm Louis Butko. Have a great day.